Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Roadies Recap on AfterBuzz TV. We're going over episodes 8 and 9, and we have a special guest in the studio, so stay tuned. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. The lights go on. Yeah. Some good old winter. Yeah, winter Skinner. The mic went out. There we oh, go. There she is. Uh, <laughs> we're yeah. hot. It's hot. <laughs> hot mic. Hot mic. Um, yeah. Oh. Who is a Skinnerd fan out there? Out there among you? I'm right here, but yes. Land. Yes, I am. <laughs> I love Leonard Skinnerd. Hey guys, welcome to AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host Tamara Brown. You can find me on Twitter at Brown Tamara, on Instagram at Tamara underscore Blue, and at Snapchat on at Hey Tamara. Dang, girl. Okay. Hey, yeah. everyone. Um, I'm Madison Conklin. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Maddie Says This. And let's hold on a minute before we introduce our special guest so that we can give her a proper introduction. <laughs> Guys, today uh, the uh, we're going to smush two recaps together into one. We are going over episodes eight and episodes nine. So today in the studio, we actually have a real roadie with us on the panel. <laughs> True story. Real life roadie. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, there's been several times in past uh, recaps that we've said, I don't, I don't know if that would be true to road life, or I wonder if this really happened. So today, we have uh, somewhat of an expert to tell us what is um, real and uh, make-believe in this, in this little Showtime show. Um, so... Let's uh, let's go over episode eight. Well, introduce yourself. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. no worries. We, sorry, you are, yeah, you're great. We don't want to know your name. Tamara's known me for years. She wants so to she know just... She wants to remain anonymous. Yeah. In yeah. case. It's all gonna be blurred right here. Yeah. Yeah. You're just gonna be like a blurred My voice. Is gonna voice. be too toned down. <laughs> yeah, I was um, toned. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm Mary Broadbent, and um, yeah. And tour, huh? Where can we find you um, on social media? Um, I'm uh, Mary Broadbent at um, what is it on Twitter and um, as well as Instagram, and then um, Punks.Music at Snapchat. If you guys want to follow me on the road, okay, awesome. yes, definitely yeah. so, check her out on the road. Who have you toured with, Miss Mary? Um, a bunch of different bands uh, over the years. Um, one of my first and favorite bands is Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. That I got to work with, um, uh, they were my first roadie gig, my first official real roadie gig, and then um, just recently I worked with them again as a guitar tech stage manager, um, and uh, then also this wonderful band called um, Fits in the Tantrums. They do a great live performance, and um, currently I'm working with Chris Isaac. Nice, nice, yeah. very credible. Yeah, so you can yeah. believe everything she says, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Because Chris Isaac is stadium caliber band, right? Big Bad Voodoo Daddy plays stadiums, right? Um, n- not so much anymore. I think Chris Isaac d- has done that in the past. Um, uh, and uh, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy back when they were like in big 90s. in the nineties, yeah. like they did that kind of stuff more often than not. Yeah. So um, yeah, right on. Um, cool. So just jump in when you, when we, when we hit a point and, uh, yeah, yeah tell us if you have any oh, personal okay. experience yeah, with your any reaction of this. and okay. you know what you thought of the episode, okay, but yeah, cool. how about yeah. we start with so, episode yeah, eight? Let's, let's start with episode eight. It's called, uh, all night bus ride. Yes. Uh, pretty on the nose with that title because that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Uh, Cameron Crowe wrote this episode, um, and it's, Clear, this episode is basically a love letter to Ronnie Van Zant. Mm -hmm. He must, uh, 
Cameron Crowe must be a, a huge Skinner fan, which mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah. Um, but this was um, this was a fun episode to get some expose into Phil's. You know, he's talked throughout the whole series about how he's toured with Leonard Skinner, and we get right. a little bit of backstory. But it was interesting to take an entire episode where they're not in a city. It takes place on the bus the entire time, mm-hmm. and we just get um, some. A little bit of rock history, which Cameron Crowe yes, likes to do. Which I totally, I was telling them beforehand, I didn't, you know, I'm a Leonard Skinner fan, but I didn't know, you know, the demise, I guess, of mm-hmm. Leonard Skinner and the rebirth, but uh, like how Ronnie Van Zant died and the, what was it, the drummer and his sister. Anyways, yeah, so you learn a lot about Leonard Skinner and the band and mm-hmm. how the plane crash and all that stuff, but um, I really liked how we got the background story on Phil. Yeah. Because he, you know, he was in the first couple episodes, then he disappeared, mm-hmm. and now he's back, and then we get this great, juicy story about how he got into music, because mm-hmm. when he started out, he had no idea about yeah. music he's or working artists. In his, work, yeah. Working in his pa's bait shop in Texas. <laughs> yeah. So I really liked that. I thought yeah. it was cool how we got to, you know, see more yeah. of Phil. It's funny. He's with, a great character. He's, he's one of the best. He's, yeah. he's Ron White uh, does such an amazing job. He's a very good actor. Yeah. I think I said that in the first episode, but, like, he's a very good actor. Yeah. And, and just not afraid. Not afraid to be gross. Like, actors who just let, put it all out there on the line. Like, yeah. you know, when he wakes up and... In, in his boxers in the hotel room, yeah. and you know, like he just not just just down and dirty. Like it's just uh, really really enjoyable with Ron White. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what's it like, Mary, um, doing those really long bus rides? Is it do you do you powwow <laughs> together? Do you kind of go into your bunks and do your own thing? Uh, like what what is that like? In well, real life? it's definitely a little bit of both. I think where um, you know you're sitting up front in the front lounge and like watching movies or just chit chatting or listening to music, depending on, like, the hour of the day in the bus. If you're, mm-hmm. if it's later at night, you're probably just hanging out having dinner or having drinks and listening to music. A lot of people do that as the night rolls on. But more during the day, like, people just kind of try and, like, you know, get some alone time and be in their bunks or, you know, just, like, sleep a lot because mm-hmm. um, we're on kind of a different schedule where, you know, we're waking up at, like, 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock in the afternoon, depending on load-in time, and then working until, again, like, 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, and then right. get on the bus. So. Right. So one thing that I've always suspected is, um, you know, you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit with this show, yeah. is that on the bus, we've got the tour manager, the production manager, the guitar tech, the teleprompter, the, um, you know, what else? Like... I don't see all of those people sharing a bus. Oh, yeah. Um, that is a good question. Um, it just depends on the tour. Um, there is definitely times when I look at the show and I think, like, oh, these people, all these people wouldn't be sharing the same bus based mm-hmm. on their job descriptions. Um, for uh, some bands, though, they have enough money where there's two tour buses or more. So depending on, like, the artist, you might have, like, the lead artist star bus, and that might have just, like, the main star, and then there'd be another bus just for all the band, and then there would be another bus for maybe dancers, or there would be another bus for just crew, and there might be more than one crew bus where, like, there's, like, the production manager, the tour manager, um, and, you know, just a couple other more, like, the tour accountant on the same bus, and then you have another bus with just, like, more Mm -hmm. of the, like, guitar tech, backline tech, those types of yeah. people on another bus. So it's a little bit more divided, but it just depends on 
how yeah. much the band's making to afford to have all those buses. Yeah. So it, there could be a, a, a tour manager could possibly share the bus with the person that's running the teleprompter. Um, <laughs> well, you know, uh, may, maybe. I've never worked on a tour where we've had... A, like an in-house teleprompter person like Kelly or like a tour manager with like lowest man on the totem pole sharing the bus well I mean I have been on a tour where I've been a merch person and I'm with working on the same or living on the same bus with the band and the tour manager oh, okay. oh so okay. it just yeah. like I said it just depends on how much money financially the band mm-hmm. has going on and what they're willing to splurge their money on okay. so there are a lot of a lot of bands um, they'll have everybody on the same bus mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then it's like a, it's like everybody's on a time tiny little boat together so you know personal space is very much at a minimum uh-huh. yeah so cool but yeah good to know um so this episode eight is interesting because our um budding romance between bill and shelly it's like they're they're fine they're they don't care to keep it a secret yeah, really anymore. everyone knows they're all talking about it yeah. and they're like ah oh, bill and shelly they're no, sitting really co- no yeah. yeah they're sitting they're, cozy together they're touching each other's hands yeah. people notice that people like seeing it i'd like to note that <sighs> there was one camera shot that i saw that was re- it was really silly where um what is it shelly comes out of the bathroom and bill like sneaks her a kiss and they angle the camera so you just see um reg in the foreground Mm -hmm. like missing them like doing this behind their back but Mm -hmm. then the the next shot you see like across the table is um what's the guy who's like has the cap on and um he's like he was kind of in cahoots with phil um for the oh yeah um, Wesley? Wes, yeah. Wes. No, uh, no, not it wasn't Wes, Wesley. Um, the, uh, the black guy, um, what's his name? Oh, Tom. No, not Tom. Not Tom. Oh, well, um, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Anyway, so he's like right there, like <laughs> that oh, close. I see. Like, so you're saying he, he would have seen Shelly He would have seen that. Yeah. It's just yeah. funny they angled it like for that shot hmm. to make it look like it was more like, you know, secret yeah. than it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am so happy. Like like I said, Bill and Shelly yeah. have had it come in. They finally did it. Yeah. And they're taking it with stride, and I love it, and I love them together. <laughs> they're so cute. Aww. Um, we, we talk about, um, so in this episode, oh, this episode had a very, um, like, the way uh, Ron White's character, when Phil is younger and Ronnie Van Zant immediately takes him under his wing, uh-huh. I, I, it got very almost famous there. Yeah. I, I, I thought, like, the taking, like, the band becoming uh, enamored with, like, some kid who mm-hmm. just happens to be kind of nerdy. A good old boy yeah. that's, you know, play, plays by the rules. Yeah. And, yeah is Maybe, it, like, into drugs or alcohol or the lead the guy in the life. The lead guy in the band sort of takes pity on this like nerdy kid and start and looks out for him and then they're all like no he's great and brings him into the band it was very it, I, I probably intentionally got a little nod to almost famous yeah. There. yeah yeah um what else in this episode that we should hit before too long episode eight um oh well we know that well we find out reg is the pawn yeah. And why he's And, I mean, there so big news to... comes out while this story is coming, because Preston, we find out in episode eight, Preston can make more money if the band breaks up. Mm-hmm. So. So that's Reg's job is to now break the break band up. up. Yep. And everyone's freaking out about their jobs, if they're going to go on tour in Europe with State and House Band, and, um, you know, Kellyanne starts prying Reg, which then... Leads to more things, but, um, you know, and Reg at the time says, yeah, you guys are all going to Europe with us. And then news breaks that 
hey, we're breaking up the band. We don't need any of the crew members. We just need the, the tour managers, Bill yeah. and Shelly, which... But we don't officially oh, know the band's broken up yet. Not we yet. Just, it's we're not just official. We've just heard, yeah, we've heard rumors. Um, rumors. Shelly has to leave when she's cozied up to Bill because Sean, her husband Sean's dad passes away. Um, yes. So that's very sad. So just like in any situation, of course, she has to hightail it out of there. Um, they're They're driving to San Diego, and I think they're like, Oh, we can stop in Reading to put her um, on a flight. I was like, just wait till you get to San Diego. Yeah, <laughs> you don't you don't need to find a podunk. Yeah, but Dr- it was cute because Bill really like you could see that not disbelief, but the uh, a little bit of defeat. You know, yeah. he was like, oh, he I was, forgot about. I forgot the husband existed. You know. Yeah, but it's it, it's funny that he kind of felt like, oh, I guess we don't have a thing if she's flying back for that. It's like, but it's like, of but that's she her husband. Fly. Yeah, and they're and that's by, sad- by law married, yeah. and I mean, and, her and father-in-law even, died. And even if they had already been divorced, I feel like somebody somebody with let's say they had an amicable break amicable breakup would probably still be like, I need to be there for this person that's been a big part of my life for the past however many years. Mm-hmm. It just it just seems like a reasonable thing for her to do to fly out with that. Yeah. Um, uh, so, let's see. Um, so, Shelly and Bill getting closer. Uh, we've got... Oh, the 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 German pilots starting the fight with um, with Leonard Skinner yeah. when, when they're trying to turn over a new leaf and not be um, this rowdy fighting bar rowdy fighting. rednecks. Yeah, rowdy yeah. rednecks. I love the, the German pilots. Is such a funny um, antagonist. They were antagonizer. so they were so aggressive yeah. with all their just with the women and how they kept egging on the yeah. band and yeah. and these let me touch her titties. Yeah, like <laughs> okay, they're just gross. like caricature bad guys. Yeah. But it was yeah. it was very enjoyable. It was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, that. I also liked how you know the Leonard Skinner uh, the Leonard Skinner Leonard Skinner band was. You know, can we fight him? No. Well, what if he hits me first? Is that self-defense if I fight back, you know? And then Ronnie's like, all right, I'm going to do it. And then Phil's, you know, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then he just takes the bottle and whack, yeah. you know, right over the head. And all chaos erupts. And then he spends, what, three days in a Japanese prison and gets home. And, yeah. Yeah. So he Phil is done and seen awesome. it all. He, Phil saw him. Mary, have oh, you yeah. ever worked with a Phil? <laughs> a Phil type character. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, he's a real salty character. I've definitely come across those types of personalities. Or on just the road. like old road dog that's been at it for over 20 years. Yeah, I've definitely met those types of people. Um, and some of them have a sweet side of them, like Phil does. And then others, you don't get that opportunity to even see it, and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, what a salty person. I'm gonna walk over there. <laughs> I'm and not gonna hang avoid out that you. person for the rest of the day. Um, but never directly. I don't think I've worked with anybody like that on a tour. Do you think old road dogs are just like caught up in a dream that they've they haven't you know achieved yet, and so that's why they're hanging on? Or do you think it's really you know like very the strong passion, their kind of life goals? And- well, um, you know, it might have to do. Well, them choosing to stay on the road for as long as they have might be because of maybe just they've gotten to that certain point where they're like top dog and they're making a certain amount of money. So they're mm-hmm. like, there's no other way I'd make this if I just went back to regular, to regular, to life regular world or something world. like that. Or, you know, just part of the whole Peter Pan syndrome of always being on the road and always being a child in a way yeah. and always having a certain Peter fun Pan lifestyle. Peter Pan syndrome, I like that. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess um, it's just different for everybody. Some people are always trying to find like a plan, like the out plan mm-hmm. after a while of being on the road. But some yeah. people just like to be lifers. Yeah. So. Um, one thing that they showed in this episode was uh, the band suddenly has a devotion to this uh, fictional show, um, Dead Sex. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah another cameo. David Spade. Yeah. yeah. That was really now, funny. Now, didn't um, uh, Peter Cambor tell us? Didn't he leak a David Spade was going to uh, make an appearance? I, I feel like once David Spade appeared, I was like, oh, yeah, I heard he was going to. Did Peter tell us that? I can't remember. Okay. He's yeah. probably like, we've got some good cameos yeah, coming. Yeah, he, he did say that, but I'm pretty sure he might have, I think he told us David Spade, because, um, yeah, so <laughs> I love, yeah, it's, I'm always like, I'm like, what, you know, like, is this show supposed to parody something that's actually on TV right now? I don't think it is. Dead but, sex? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But Masters I love, of sex? Yeah. I, I have no idea, but it's. David Spade. Yeah. Gotta love him. Yeah, fun. And, like, such hell- hilariously awful dialogue on the show. So, yeah. yeah. Like, you need to have sex with all these women. The, the, the longevity No matter of, like, how badly you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. like, the best-looking species out there or something like that. Just funny. Yeah. yeah. That's a funny concept. Yeah. David Spade. So, just, just something silly for the band to get uh, hooked on on the road. And then, you know, so at the end of the episode when Phil is talking about um, Leonard Skinner dying the way that they did and he gets choked up and, and emotional and everything he's very like that. emotional throughout like, episodes eight and nine he's a good i'm i'm actually i have to say i'm surprised that ron white is such a good actor right yeah he, he does I'm telling a, you guys ron white <laughs> has got some talent madison's been telling us this whole time I have. and if i you guys would just listen to i me. would not listen <laughs> uh but we saw it man he's he brought it he did good job um yeah I don't know who his acting coach is, but <laughs> tip of my cowboy hat to you because it was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, that was a good episode. All night bus ride. Did you guys like that episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was good. I liked the story mm-hmm. that Phil gave to everybody. Yeah, I really liked the background on Leonard yeah. Skinner. Yeah. You know, you're watching really TV, cool. but you are learning. Yeah. So sometimes watching TV can pay off. Because we don't have behind the musics anymore and pop-up video. So yeah. we need Cameron Crowe. Yeah, uh, fictional, pick, pick fictional to keep show. us abreast of what's or going on, um, the history of music. Okay, let's move on, guys. Can we move on to episode nine? Yeah, just go ahead and do it. <laughs> it. Uh, okay, so episode nine, corporate gigs. Yes, um, this you, one, this one was fun. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there is a lot. Well, that's what made episode eight so different from the rest because episode, you know, there's so much story packed. Into mm-hmm. every episode, um, episode eight was the uh, the bus ride was just a little bit slower of an episode, which was kind of a breath a breath of fresh air because every other episode has just been like so much plot shoved into, shoved one, into one hour. And yeah, like, so it was nice to yeah. have a little bit of a breather uh, before we go into the second to the last episode of the season. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. it went by so fast, but yeah, the corporate gig. Um, they're they're. Playing for a rubber company. What, what is it? The Fun Funco. Funco. Yeah, 40th anniversary. And um, you were t- you were telling me out there, Mary, uh, like the differences between an actual show and a corporate gig. You want to expand upon that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just the day's just a little bit more different because um, you know you're not going into a venue and um, things are like. 
uh, like the load in might be a little bit difficult. You might be wheeling cases over grass and hills. You know, they may not be able to provide a place over where, the hills and far away. Yes, exactly. Um, they may not have rooms for your cases to be stored. All your dead cases. Um, you might have the band might have to all do your dead cases. What's yeah. that? Oh, a dead case is when a case is empty, when, <laughs> when you've taken a something out of the case. Because oh, you're not okay. using it anymore, so that's mm. a dead case. Um, and that's a place, then you'd be like, oh, where do we put the dead cases? And like, or the deads, and you store them <laughs> somewhere. In the case graveyard. Gosh. In the case graveyard, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just runs a little bit differently, and you're kind of at the mercy of like, you know, other things going on that day, like announcements and events, and you know, if there's like, dancers and like there was other bands on that mm-hmm. little lineup there and um that none of them showed up <laughs> yeah and some of them didn't show up um mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah some of them it did. just some runs them just did. a little bit differently than a normal show because yeah you're kind of at the mercy of somebody else because yeah. you're getting money from them yeah also gotcha. like i also like how milo is like taking it in stride mm-hmm. that kellyanne and him are not going to be a thing yeah. so he's like all right yeah. Let me pull up my big boy pants and start getting <laughs> on the rubber, the girl in the rubber. My big suit. boy tie. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh corporate gig, this this episode takes place in San Diego and uh for us Southern California gals it was fun to see Coronado Island. They the corporate gig takes place at the Coronado in Very San pretty. Diego, mm-hmm. uh, which is a really cool hotel and haunted and really old and stuff like that. Um, so that was fun. We open up on Kelly Ann reading. Oh, we skipped over this last episode, but the blog entry that she wrote when she was 16 years oh, old, or not a blog, right. but it was like a live journal or something like that. Yeah. When she wrote when she was 16. <laughs> live journal. Talking about um, when she, like what she wants for the future, and like mm-hmm. she sees herself building schools in India and stuff yeah. like that. So she's reading the blog. And Kelly's always been, like, from the beginning of this season, she's um, thought that there's something else out there. And the whole time I've been like, you're a roadie for a a hugely successful band. Like, appreciate that. But that's her character. Um, And then we, um, Puna gives us this, like, premonition about the melting animal. And as we know, the band is very superstitious, or the crew is very superstitious. Superstitious, yeah. That immediately comes into play. Mary, what about the superstitions? Is that, like, are there, like, a lot of superstitions on tour? I think going back to, like, episode three, the the city that must not be named episode with, like, Cincinnati, I've never, I've never oh, heard yeah. about, about that. Like, oh, no, we have to drive 100 miles outside and find <laughs> eggs, eggs and balloons. And, yeah. And, like, I, I'm not even sure if they made references to why they were superstitious for that name. Like, they just knew they had... Yeah, they, well, wasn't it, it the was city this, the, with in, Janine? In, no, well, it was... Um, I think it was Cleveland, and Cleveland, there was right. um, a con... I think it was The Who, uh, the Who played, and um, there was... Uh, uh, our, our YouTube commenters are going to get so mad at us for remo- not fully remembering the specifics of this, but <laughs> people got trampled, and there okay. were, like, 33 people that died, and so that's why they did that's the right. 33 eggs to pay homage to the ones who died. Okay. I don't remember if... I want to say it was Cleveland, but maybe you're right. Maybe it was Cincinnati. And then there's... C- anyway, somewhere C-City, in Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Um, but people died, and that's why it was a curse, and they're they're paying homage to these fans that died. and mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's no there's no real super... Any tour I've ever been on, there's never been some kind of crazy superstition uh-huh. or... 
Um, or, you know, like a security guard that's kind of got this weird, like, <laughs> yeah. foresight yeah. of some nature. Yeah, Because they seem, like, I feel like, here's the other thing that I always suspect is, is just fictional about this show, is that, like, it seems like on a real road crew, tell me if I'm wrong, you're, it's just, it's your job. It's just your job. You're there to do your job, and, and that's it. Everybody on this show is, like, like life. Like, we're, like, this is, um, it, it's so... It has so much gravity. Everything that they're doing, they're not just earning a paycheck. Like this, it's about the music and it's about like camaraderie. We have to be a team and stuff like that. Like, um, I think that yeah, it, you know, it is just a job. And I think that um, you know, at least for me, I always appreciate it more when I'm working for a band that I'm a fan of. And I've been lucky enough to always work for bands that I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you like the music, it always makes it better, and you always want to do your best for that band because you love their music so much, and you want to help them get to where they want to go with their careers. Um, I think that just, like, the whole personal, like, you know, struggles that everybody's having about, like, oh, like Kellyanne, just, like, being like, oh, there's something else out there. I just don't know. This is my life, and I love music, but, oh, India and building houses, and, you know. I think that that's overplayed maybe just more for... um, uh, just like the audiences to build a storyline because yeah it gets monotonous it gets like Groundhog's Day where you're doing the same thing in and out every single day because yeah, it is a job you know yeah mm-hmm. so um, in this episode so right from the beginning Bill mentions this Maureen Butler character and so, again we don't really explore her we see her yeah. and they talk and she asks him you know like who brings you comfort to me even in the end when we find out um, that she's dating uh pelts the like ceo of funko like it her it it just seemed like shoehorned into the episode yeah i don't, I don't yeah. understand her purpose so. me either yeah they She's dated a long trouble. time ago and i thought maybe once shelly went home maureen was gonna you know bill was gonna bring maureen in, into the picture and they were gonna hook up yeah. and then shelly would find out and then that would unravel but it was kind but, of an unnecessary, like, exactly should shelly be jealous or you know i have got but shelly doesn't girlfriend. know and the all yeah, all it, um all Bill said to Phil was, Shelly doesn't need to know about any yeah. of this. So, again, it was I mean, forced. Maybe, I felt a little Yeah, a, maybe a we're going to see her again in the 10th episode, but maybe. for this one, it was just kind of like, what? Who's what? Maureen? What? Why does she yeah. matter? Why does she matter? Maureen, the fashion. Now. Why does she like, matter now? She's like a fashion designer. Yeah. Um, and Rubber yoga pants and a bra <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Something rubber. So what's super interesting, and I thought, I, I really... I, I did not see this coming and the story arc of the entire season, but so Tom has this, Tom and the band has this conversation with Shelly about how he's thinking of splitting and he wants to take Shelly with him to be the tour manager, which we know in, from previous is that's what she wants to do. Right. So it was just kind of like, um, it got, for me, that scene was sad because it's like, oh, this this is how this season's going to end. The band is going to break up. And that means the crew that we've come to become very familiar with is all going to break up. So uh, it's really sad. I Did we did we ever say in a prediction that this was going to happen? No. I don't think so. We never said, I we never predicted. I didn't see it coming, did you? Me neither. No, I was very blindsided by it. I was <laughs> yeah. like, wait, time out. Because well, um, at the corporate gig, Chris doesn't show up. You know, and then he he writes a note. He FedExes it to Tom, pretty much saying, "I'm gone for good. I'm not coming back." Yeah. You know, so again, just and he's like hanging the, with Janine supposedly. Yeah, he's hanging yeah. with Janine, so he's definitely not coming back. So yeah, yeah, but I didn't I did not see the band kind of slowly crumbling and the crew. You yeah, know. 
feel bad for the crew because they're kept in the dark. And poor Reg is just and in Reg the middle is, of it all. Yeah, and, and okay, so let's save this for prediction, but I'm curious. I'm, um, I thought, I keep going back and forth on whether Phil is going to betray the band or not. If he's going to help orchestrate the breakup or, or I mean, not Phil, um... Reg, I, was say, I think Reg. I think we saw Phil. Oh, yeah. What happens to Phil? No, uh, no. I meant, I meant Reg. I keep going back and forth whether Reg is going to betray the band or not. I um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think yeah. at first that was his kind well, of motivation, and now he's gotten to know what being a roadie is like and the family atmosphere it is. Exactly. And so he's come to be one of them because he has that so. uh, FaceTime with Edgar. Mm-hmm. Who basically says that, like, yeah, you're, you're, we've got a great spot for you to in marketing with a soup company, and yeah, that'll be great, like, okay. you know, <laughs> like that's where you're, and and there's that moment of like, yeah, but but now I've gotten hooked on life, life, road life, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, is is Reg going to? I, it, it doesn't seem uh, at the end of this episode, it doesn't seem like Reg is going to do his job, which is to break up the band and then move on to another corporate gig of. Yeah, um, something like that. But uh, um, but it it was it was interesting that that's how the um, the higher ups of, of the management, you know, they're the almighty they, dollar, they their eyes on yeah. the green. So like it yeah. makes it makes sense that that is what um, that that is what the trajectory that the management would want the band to go, mm-hmm. at least as a viewer. Yeah. So yeah. who I mean, who knows? Chris Chris is out. He's dipped. Um, Reg is kind of in the middle of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of going out of order here because I always do. But can we hop into Reg and Kellyanne? Yes, please do. So uh, Kellyanne <laughs> has Reg, a night can off. Can Reg hop into Kellyanne? <laughs> right. Can Reg hop into Kellyanne? So they have a night off, and we never see Kellyanne drink. Nope. So now she's <laughs> so having she's her, having her, her pina, pina coladas, <laughs> which I've never drank enough to get drunk on. So good for you, Kellyanne. But then again, she doesn't drink a lot. So, yeah. anyways. Um, we see, you know, her kind of let her guard down around Reg, and Reg is putting on the moves, and they're trying to find this um, this external hard drive yep. that, you know, she seems to have lost. And um, they're getting really close, and the whole conversation about them having sex comes up, and you really <laughs> think they are going to go for gold that night. But Sneaky Kellyanne yeah. is like... You gotta wait till we get to Europe to have yeah. sex with me soberly yeah. too. It was which a really is like, whoa, okay, girl. There's that, that strength and courage you were wanting. Yeah, I, that made me um, like you know, like as I've said before, I'm back and forth on whether I'm on Kellyanne's team or not. Uh, but I really like that she opened herself up like that to Reg and said, "I've never had sex sober before, mm-hmm. and I would like to have sex sober with you." And uh, because that's that's a very true to a girl in her twenties. Like that's that's a very realistic, um, mm-hmm. like uh, statement. So yeah. that was that was made me that made me really like Kellyanne. Um, well, and I, then they I've end been up her more and more. And then yeah. they, I do too. I'm finding yeah. myself kind of liking Kellyanne a little bit more because yeah. I think she's getting a little softer. You yeah, know? not Vulner- softer, vulnerable, vulnerable. Yeah. yeah, and she's we're seeing this side of her that we haven't seen before. But yeah. they make out, and then they like cuddle and watch a Marilyn Monroe movie together, and she falls asleep on him, which is so cute. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, what do you think? I mean, we we both said we saw it coming. Like the yeah. moment he was like. 
she insults him and then he goes, I'm going to help you find your hard drive. Yeah. We, we were like, and they walk all right, off together. it's happening <laughs> yeah. tonight. Well, I didn't realize that I think Reg was, had been drinking at that point. I just knew that. Yeah, he was doing the little uh, airplane bottles. Yeah, yeah. I just knew that Kellyanne was kind of gone. And she well, she drank a lot and then she was going to go talk to um, Fanagram's, uh, what is it, um, media guy, I think he was doing the the teleprompter, not teleprompter, but anyway, uh, the TV stuff. And uh, then, like, he said something that, like, put her off. So she's like, all right, see you later. I'm going to go look for my hard drive. And then, you know, yeah. a little Well, bit- he, I think he was trying to get in her pants. He's like, you want to get out of here? Yeah, oh, yeah, like, he did say that, yeah. Yes. That yeah. guy. Alone. Yeah, yeah, he did say that, yeah. Kellyanne was getting some action this episode. Yeah. Yeah, action in the sense of like attention. But then he said the classic line that turns off oh, most girls. Yep, I know exactly what you're about to say. You know, yeah. you should you you, you should smile, smile more. more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you have a beautiful smile. Use it or whatever. And then she's like, "All right, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. I'm done with <laughs> that you." That is not what I wanted to yeah. hear. Yeah, she, um, like he was being irritating with like she's trying to have a heart to heart about music, and yeah. this dude just likes the corporate gigs, and he's like. You need to wake up. Like that's such a that's such a young dude thing to do. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dude, the, the the like atheist dude that corners you at a party and says, <laughs> "You Gosh. seem like an intelligent person, but you know, has to <laughs> but you're get not. on his high horse." You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. That smile line. I'm glad that we all were oh, just like Jesus Ugh. Christ. <laughs> yeah. I've actually never had someone tell me that. I think I smile too much. So they're probably like. You need to not really. Smile. You haven't had somebody on the street just shout out, "Give me a smile, baby." No, or really? like if you're thinking about something, I don't even get like, catcalled on the street. Really? Like, I think there's something about maybe me. Maybe you I don't, don't walk enough. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I have put on a few pounds. No, 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 I'm kidding. No, I'm no, kidding. I mean like I'm you kidding, know, I'm kidding. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of in LA, yeah. like most people drive everywhere, so yeah. like you don't have an opportunity to yeah. walk on the sidewalks all mm-hmm. that often because yeah. for me, that that's my daily. Uh, um, that's how I get around. So like, it's all day, it's all day long street harassment. We won't go into that, but yeah, that's long a, that's story. Another story for another day. Whew. But yes, you get you get you get a lot of hey, why don't you give me a smile? Um, so let's talk about um, Wes and Winston. Um, so yes. Wes is looking out for for Winston, um, and Winston tells him that uh, I'm, my mom doesn't want me, me to, on the uh, go on, on the, the road, road anymore. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think um Wes gets a little sad about that and that's how yeah. he he has to look for another job. Yeah. And he's throws, once again out of a job. Throws that kind of embarrassing party in his suite and <laughs> just basically I'm available if yeah. anybody yeah. I make great coffee. Yeah. Pretty and, much pimping himself out to I other thought bands. That was kind of a very like weak advertisement for himself. Like I thought he would have like tried to have more one on one conversations, but yeah. maybe that just would have taken too much time out of the whole like show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but usually that's more what you do than just like announce on a table. Right. Like, I'm yeah. looking for work. Yeah, right, right. Well that was kind of the first um block to kind of fall off, you know, the building, if you will. In terms of, all right, slowly people are getting like displaced, off. yeah, yeah, and the band's slowly crumbling. The core, the foundation is, yeah. Um, let's shout out right now um, promo for next uh, next week's panel. We are going to have Winston on the panel, a special guest, uh, Ethan Michael Mora. So 
Stu- tune in uh, tune next in. week. We're going to talk to him about yeah. our final yeah. episode. The finale, yeah. yeah so he's we're a excited to have him. Great little actor. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Have you um, had experience with kids on tour? Do they ever bring their kids? Yeah, I have actually. Um, a few tours um, I've been on, um, people bring their kids out. And they're always great. They're pleasant. Usually they're within the sort of, you know, baby to maybe three, four years old range. Um, mm-hmm. So they're all just great little kids to play with. And who and usually takes care of them? Um, not, not the crew, nobody in the crew. Um, usually, uh, there, it'll be like a wife on tour. Um, so so they'll just be handling their kids and, you know, just, they, they always stay back with cool with the kids and then the kids will come out for sound check and be on the stage with like little headphones. So their ears are protected. Yeah. You know, so it's always a good, it's always fun when it's a family vibe on tour, at least in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy it. Ah, nice. Um, so we're getting close to the end here, so let's yeah. um, wrap up the episode. So Shelly, this surprised me. So after um, Tom approaches Shelly and says that, you know, like, we'd like you, I want you to be the tour manager and stuff like that, she um, she doesn't take him up on it. She wants the band to stay together, mm-hmm. and she wants to work with Bill and have them Especially be, Bill. She said, yeah. I need Bill's, yeah. my co, you know, yeah. my counterpart. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then... Bill tells Shelly that he loves her. Mm-hmm. Which big news! I know, right? Big shocker <laughs> there. But like, he actually comes out and says, says it, it, you know, yeah. which was great. So I, I can we segue into predictions now or no? Let's Should do it. We, Let's right. do predictions. So, uh, uh, predictions. Predictions. There, <laughs> there we go. go. There it is. Yay! Now, you're after Buzz TV. I feel like with all the drama that's about to un- that has already unfolded, but mm-hmm. going to unfold in the season finale, I would like to predict that Shelly leaves her her husband okay. and her and Bill, and that will lead to season two, mm-hmm. the story, or at least hint at a divorce with her husband, mm-hmm. and then that can lead into season two of her and Bill and that um, that relationship. Mm-hmm. Then I also feel like Reg and Kellyanne will definitely. See, a re- there's okay. a relationship in their future. Yeah. So I'm, I'm talking relationships. I'm predicting two relationships. Bill and Shelly and a divorce with Shelly and her current husband and then Reg and Kellyanne. Okay. What do you predict? Um, I think that Kellyanne is going to get really pissed at Reg when she finds out the European tour is not happening. Yeah. yeah. Because he, but he did tell her. But he did it in like a. Well, he told her, but then he's like, she's like, that's a bad joke. And then he's like, yeah, you're right. Right. You know? JK, take it back. Uh, And uh, with uh, Shelly and Bill, I don't know. I would like to see Sean show up in the last episode. I would too. We'll predict. Maybe. I would like to see that. And then that causes Shelly to be like, oh, yeah, no, I can't really love you, Bill. Yeah. You know? That's a good one. Something like that. Or Sean joins the tour for some reason. I think I, I, I think. I said that in a previous prediction oh, only because okay. well I said I think we're going to see Sean is all I said because yeah. he he's been spoken about there's no other character that we've repeatedly heard a, a, a character's name but never met them except for Janine and then we met Janine oh yeah so Sean we've just heard so much about him he's he's gonna have to appear in the episode in episode 10 and I can't wait to find out who plays him 
Yeah. yeah. So I also think we're going to meet what Sean. What if David Spade ended up being... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Scooby-Doo. And then yeah, right? <laughs> hey, off me. I guess what happens to Phil, we'll find out if it's going to be... Yeah, Phil yeah. has like a minor... Do we think Phil dies? I think he has a heart attack heart or attack. something. I think, he's, I think he's going to come too. He's Phil. He can't yeah. die. But he whispered something in Kellyanne's ear. I don't know what he whispered. And uh-huh. then she starts crying. Yeah, and then so. she's lost crying. in translation yeah. moment. We're not, we're not going to know. I bet we're not going to know what he whispers. Yeah, um, probably. I, I would like to see Phil die in a plane crash if he's going to die. Why? Oh. Because it's poetic. Yeah, but really, like, harsh. Like, the <laughs> yeah. whole having a heart attack and falling into the pool is yeah. a little less harsh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a little, it's too, I don't, I don't think that's like going to happen. Like, child, what is it, early touring flashbacks at that moment, too. He's like, can you yeah. hear that? And then they did flashbacks at him when he was younger, like, right. standing by some road cases. And I was like, what's going on? Yeah. And then he falls in the so pool. So maybe that, maybe he did die because he's, like, Imagine, like, visioning his life and what he's done. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. that's it. I don't know. It would be too on the nose for him to die in a plane crash, but um, <laughs> I I don't know. If, do we think he's going to die? I, I don't... I don't think so. I don't think so. I'd, Phil is un, undiable, yeah. undeathable. Yeah. I mean, just, just, just from a logical, like, production standpoint of this show, I think they need him because he's... I, I feel like he's everyone's favorite character. I agree. So I, think, yeah. I feel like if Phil dies, this series dies. Yeah. Uh, to be harsh, I'm sorry. I think that's... <laughs> and maybe, I, I mean, I haven't yeah. heard any news of a, a season two, but yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. Yeah, and so then... that's kind of how it ends, though, Phil. Oh, and, and then Chris officially... We, oh, yeah, Chris, Chris officially leaves the band. Leaves the band. Yeah. yeah, for Janine. Mm-hmm. So it's just Tom and the other state and house band. Yeah, and, and Rick. Oh, and Rick wants to get rid of Natalie. Yes. Um, that was another thing that that a groupie, I feel like the, I feel like it wouldn't be the band's job to get rid of an annoying groupie. Uh or the crew's job. No, like, that's not. It would be like a security I, guy or something. I think no, well, usually you're just as polite as possible, but again, I mean, you kind of might be in that position where you do have to get rid of an, a, a of someone who's a fan who's just kind of gone in the stalker zone. Um, cause security people don't also always travel on tours with bands too. I mean, bigger tours. Yes. Ones I've been on. No, we don't have like an appointed security person. She echoes like a crazy version of Kate Hudson in, um, almost famous, almost a famous. crazier. Yeah. yeah like yeah. today mm-hmm. I noticed cause her hand gestures and everything. It reminded yeah. me of that scene where, where she's uh, dancing in the, um, debris of the auditorium. Yeah. Where the, actually the same thing happened with her, where the tour manager goes to her when she's come to, uh, go visit, uh, the band guy. But his mm-hmm. wife's there, so the tour manager mm-hmm. has to tell her, like, you got to get out of yeah, here. Yeah. And she's, like, getting mad. So mm-hmm. sort of, like, echoes that whole scene from Almost Famous. Yeah, yeah a lot of parallels. Yeah. A lot of parallels. Yeah. But sometimes that happens. Sometimes At not. least it's parallel from the same writer rather than, <laughs> right? Yeah. There you go. Plagiarizing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it looks like the looks like the Satan House band is breaking up. Yeah, yes. they're breaking up, and I guess we'll... Well, no, I'm not, I'm not guessing. I think we're, we will uh, find out next this episode. Is a very, this episode out. ended in a very morose note. It, yeah. it was just very yeah. sad. So mm-hmm. episode 10, our next episode is going to be our last one. So tune in for that, guys. Sad yeah. stuff. Yeah. Sad stuff. Uh, Mary Broadbent, thank you so much for being our guest thank on the you. panel. Thank you. thank you for having me. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. How about you tell our viewers again one more time where they can find you? Oh, um, you can find me at um, on Instagram and Twitter. Mary Broadbent is my handle. And then uh, at Snapchat, punks, P-U-N-X, mu- dot music. So nice. awesome. Yeah. All right, follow guys. me on the road. Yeah, follow her on the road. And uh, I'm Madison Conklin. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Maddie Says This. 
And I'm Tamara Brown. Just Google me or whatever. I've got too many different <laughs> handles. So. You gotta, yeah, you got to <sighs> streamline consolidate. those handles. So, yeah. yep. Uh, so, Ethan Michael Moore coming to our next episode. So, come Ooh. back and we will see yes. you next time, guys. Right. Bye, Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 